doesn't make a difference. We had, a, uh, we had uh, the youth share on Friday about what worship means to them. And, uh, and my daughter Faith, she shared, and she was talking about the feeling that it's, it's not just a feeling, but there is a feeling and a sense of, of being an overcomer. There's a, there's a sense of, yeah, of hope that returns when you worship. I, uh, man, I feel it now. I feel like, I feel like I'm bulletproof. I'm not, don't shoot me. But you should too. It should give you the, you know, meeting with God should give you the, the, the strength to go on. Just like Elijah had the strength to go on when God, he met with God and, and, and he went on another, it says he went on for 40 days and, and nights after that on the strength of that, of that meal. And you should feel like you can yeah. go on. This should be a, a like a place for your soul to be restored. Ooh, come on. And, you know, yeah, like, but you've got it takes a it takes a little bit of faith to step out and just to, just to start to sing and declare when you don't feel like it. Yeah. I think David said, you know, bless the Lord, oh my soul. Yeah. You you're gonna bless the Lord. Come on, you know, <laughs> you're gonna bless it. I don't feel like it, but you're going to bless it. You're going to bless the Lord, oh my soul. Come on. So good. Awesome team. We've got the, the youth band, and I'll include you in that, Jay and Alex and her. So good. Oh, man. Why don't you just find a seat? Maybe say hi to someone you haven't met before, you're sitting next to. You don't know. Maybe this is your first time here. I want to welcome you. My name's Kent. Uh, thanks for coming. Thanks for having the courage to come and, and be part of the service today. Thanks for having the courage to turn on the online if you're watching. Hey, nice to see you. And being part of the service with us today, and it's the gathering together of, of God's people, which is His church. Amen? So good. I've got multiple stands here. I'll just, can I? Check this one over here. Does anyone else want a mint? <laughs> We've got heaps. So good. I'm really excited to speak to you this morning. I don't know what I'm going to say, but it's going to be awesome. <laughs> nah, it's good. I, we've got this word believe. You can see it on the banners over here and around the place. And so it's kind of our focus for the year. And I'm really, I'm really challenged by that word. And what, it is, what is it about the word believe that is so challenging? Is it because it's outside of our control? Is it because as humans, we like to control things? Like, for example, I mean, we've just had this big disaster, this flood within our, our region. Uh, we've had other pandemics that have happened. And these are things that kind of, we realize there are things that are outside of our control. We can't control those things. 
And is that, maybe is that connected to, with the word believe, what we believe? Is it because we, we only want to believe what we can control? Is, is it? It is for me. I, you know, I, there's, there's things that we, we have in our skill set to do. You know, some of us are, Roger's a lawyer. He, he's it's in a skill set to work around that. You know, um, Alex is a stonemason. It's in his skill set to work around that. And we have different, Lomi's a music teacher. He's within a skill set to work around that. But can we, what about outside of what we know? What, you know, what, what about that? Because I'm challenged by that. I'm even, I mean, I'm challenged to speak to you today because I don't know everything about the Bible. But I'll never know any, everything about the Bible, and neither will you. And uh, why are we so protective of what we believe? You know, because if, if you get challenged on what you believe... All of a sudden, the walls can go up. Hey, I mean, we've all felt that, or seen it, and other people. <laughs> not, not us. Uh, yeah. Well, but but you know, there's something very sensitive about that. If we get challenged about what we believe, what, why is it so sensitive to us? I think one of the reasons might be because we want to believe. Uh, our belief system has to have some element of bedrock. Some, of, of, of a foundation, of something that's immovable for us as humans to kind of feel like that we're going to be okay. And you know, how do, how do we but what about if we want to change what we believe about something? How, how do we do that? I guess what I like about the Bible, about what Jesus teaches us about truth, is that he teaches that this, his truth is like um, immovable. It, it's, it's unshakable. It's like a, a strong foundation. It's like an, an anchor in the storm. It's, like, it's not going to be easily moved. And if you build your life on it, in actual fact, he said, if you build your life on the rock, then when the winds and the storm comes, then it, it will not be shaken. It will not be blown down. But if you build your house on the sand, then when the streams rise and the floods come, which is kind of like, I wasn't planning to talk about this because I think it's still quite sensitive, but we've just had seen that happen because when you build in the lowlands and the, and the floodplains, then eventually a storm does come and it does destroy, and Jesus is talking about your life, just destroy your life. And, uh, and so that's challenging for me. I'm, I've been thinking about these things. I love the story, The Matrix, or the movie The Matrix. Does anyone love that? 1999 is a good year for me because I got married to my beautiful wife, Pania, and we've been married since then. <laughs> and uh, I like the part in the movie where Morpheus... If you don't, haven't watched the movie, then uh, it's part of our um, basic foundations of the church <laughs> that you must watch the movie. And we call it a parable. And uh, so Morpheus is, is trying to get Neo to fight him. And he says, stop trying to hit me and hit me. You know, they're in the dojo. And they're, they're, you know, 
Tuktush. You know, they're doing the fights, right? Do you know, do you know the story? It's 1999. You should know the story. And he says to him, is that air you're breathing? And the whole point of what Morpheus is trying to do is he's trying to challenge Neo about what he believes about the world that he's living in. And when I see Jesus speaking, he's always challenging us about what we believe about the world that we're living in. And the way that he does things is unorthodox. Because he believes something different. He sees it from a different point of view. POV. And Morpheus is saying to Neo, bro, you ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't seen nothing yet. And then at the end of the movie, he gets shot. Spoiler alert, but it's 1999. You should have seen it by now. He gets shot. No, before he gets shot, sorry, he turns to face his opponent. Instead of running from his problem, he decides, I'm going to turn and I'm going to face this opponent. And then Morpheus says something really amazing. He says, he's beginning to believe. And this morning, I want you to begin to believe again. And I was getting ready and I was listening to a song, and the song was saying, Awake my soul, awake my soul, and sing. Yes. And I was thinking, man, what's happening right now is that these external circumstances in our world are actually causing us to go to sleep spiritually. And it's time for us to wake up. It's time for our soul to, to wake up. And I, I got the scripture about Gideon, and the Gideon's found in Judges 6. And, it's, and it says, the Lord meets with Gideon, and he's hiding away. It's a, there's a backstory, but just go with me for a minute. And he's hiding away, and God says, hey, uh, what are you doing down there, Gideon? And Gideon's like, um, I'm hiding. And, um, you know, if you're the Lord, then what has happened to all the great things that the Lord's done and going to do? Where are those things? What's, where are they? I'll read you the scripture. I've got it here. Don't worry about the uh, words, guys. Don't worry. It's just a change. He says, he says, where are all the miracles our ancestors told us about? Didn't they say the Lord has brought us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and handed us over to the Midianites. So he's saying, what's going on, God? And then his... God's response to him is then the Lord turned to him and said, go in the strength that you have and rescue Israel from the Midianites. I am sending you. I am awakening your soul, Gideon. What you're, where you're at now, you, this, this is a fr frustration. You need to do something about it. You need to wake up. You need to do something, Gideon. And I want you to wake up. Today, believe again. I, I think that's why Jesus said, you know, come to me as a young child. Because what? They, they believe. They're, they're awake. They're, they're wide awake. In the night. <laughs> when you're a parent. <laughs> 
And, but, they, but they believe. I think that's what's so beautiful about young people is that they, they believe. They hear from the Lord and then they go and do. I, I'm sending you. And they're like, I'm sent. Woo! But as we get older and we hit the 44 mark, which is two 22-year-olds put together, life has been happening to us. And there's a whole lot of complications and responsibilities and ways that I feel that I didn't feel before and things that I can kind of justify now because I'm older that are sleepers. They're blue pills, people. They're blue pills. They, They just put you to sleep spiritually. And so God wants us to return to him, return to him as our first love. Okay, right. And to the message. Oh, what I love about being human is that, you know, we have that ability to sort of step outside of ourselves and self-reflect. You know, we can think about what we believe, you know, because we believe what we believe then we would just believe that, but we are able to believe what we believe, but also step aside and go, why do do I believe that? You know, your black Labrador you have doesn't do that. It just goes and picks the stick up and comes back and is always hungry, you know. And that's the beauty of being human, and that's a real, real privilege. And so... I want to challenge you about what you believe about the world that you're living in, just like on the Matrix. And ironically, this is not far from the truth. When Jesus encounters his disciples arguing with teachers of the law and religious leaders. So I want to pick up this story right now, which is in uh, Mark 9, 16. And And it starts off, what are you arguing with them about? He asked. And a man in the crowd answered, teacher, I bought you my son who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. Is this a little loud for you guys? Is it it not too loud? Becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. Okay, so this is a dad that has a problem with his only child, and... He's asked the disciples to, to deliver his ch- child, is probably a boy, to his child, child, child. His child. Pay attention, you guys. Oh, uh, yeah, who you were? <laughs> Just can't talk properly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a few English teachers here because Cameron's an English teacher as well. Uh, who else is an English teacher? Just, um, yeah. I'm open for any um, <laughs> tutoring. It doesn't really matter because this was written in Greek anyway. <laughs> How many of you speak Greek? <laughs> anyway, I, <laughs> I asked you disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. And this is an interesting thing because in New Zealand, we don't really have spirits. Have you noticed that? So good. 
But when you go to other countries, they have spirits. And, uh, and so Jesus is like quite, like if you want to be, you know, you think Pani is tough? You wait till you meet Jesus. Because this is what he says. He's just straight in with it. You unbelieving generation. Ah, oh, for goodness sake. That's like translated into English. What the hell? You know? What are you guys doing down here? You know? Just reckon it. You unbelieving generation, Jesus replied. How long shall I stay with you? I don't even want to be here. It's like the Mickey Mouse Club. Like trying to, you know, hocus pocus. Like, bro, you've got to deal with, the, you know, with that devil. Uh, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. This is Jesus. You know? Blonde haired, blue eyed, white guy from the Middle East with the lamb. You unbelieving generation. Oh, you've read that. So they brought him, verse 20. When the Spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion and he fell to the ground and rolled around foaming at the mouth. It's a terrible thing. I mean, I think about if that was one of my children, I would be scared, distraught, angry, freaking out. Like, what, what do you even, how do you even, what do you even do for that? There's one thing to go through things yourself. It's even more painful to see your kids go through difficult times, isn't it? And, uh, and I think that's the beauty of what God teaches us about being a parent is that God sent his only son to die for us. Are you prepared to send your son to die for us? Think about that. Let that sink in for, for a minute. It's, I mean, it's, it's just a flat out no from me. I'm, not, I'm glad I'm not God because you guys would be stuffed. <laughs> You'd still be killing animals and doing all that Old Testament thing. And so they... So they brought him, and, and so the spirit saw it, and, and he f- fell on the ground. And Jesus, I'm just wondering, just pause there for a minute. I'm just wondering, sometimes when you meet a person, you realize that they have the spirit of God on their life, right? Dave and Susan down there. You know, you meet them, you're like, man, this spirit of God is on them. And, and all of you, everybody else as well. And... Uh, <laughs> And then sometimes you go into a situation, you go, there's something dark about this area. What's, what's going on here? Do you know? Because you can pick up. And so the spirit could pick up the spirit of Jesus. And so he manifested and threw him into a convulsion, right? So I was thinking, well, am, am I, the question was for me, was am I living a life where... Uh, where I'm, I am the, the, the light, the light, Jesus, the light of the world, Savior of the world, is in me so that when people see me, things will happen. Can we believe for that? Because I think that's how it should be. And that's how it is with Jesus. Uh, and Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has he been like this? And he's, he replies, from childhood how it has often thrown him into the fire or water to kill him. And, uh, but if you can do anything, take pity on us, my family, and, and, and help us. 
And this kind of makes the story, story more remarkable because this has been going on for a long time. I wonder if you can put yourself in the man's shoes or his wife's shoes where they're trying to save their boy and strange things keep happening. And he says, if you can do anything, help us. And Jesus replies, if you can. And when Jesus says, if you can, he's not being sarcastic. The, the text alludes that Jesus is saying that with sadness. He's like, if you can. Like, yeah, like this is... This is sad that, I've e- that you've even had to get to this place. And I don't know, you know, I think Jack said last week, preached an amazing message, go back and listen to it if you weren't here. He said that some- sometimes God will heal somebody and-, and he won't heal the other person and we don't know why that is. But it doesn't mean that we shouldn't stop believing that God is still the sun shining do you know what I mean? And, and he says, if you can, just every, and he says, it, look, listen, here's, the, here's the scripture. Everything is possible for one who believes. Everything is possible for one who believes. Everything is possible for one who believes. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, I says, I do believe, but I don't. I do believe, but help me, help me here, Jesus, help me overcome my belief. Because this is human, this is humanity, this is, I'm not trying to stand up here and say that I believe more than you, I don't. I struggle with believing as well, just like the man struggled with believing. But I've got to believe something, and I've got to believe that the sun still shines when it's raining. And so Jesus saw, he saw that the crowd was running to the scene. Jesus doesn't actually like the crowds that much when it comes to these sort of things. And he rebuked the impure spirit, you deaf and mute spirit. He said, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. It's a command. Uh, And The spirit shrieked, convulsed him violently and came out. And the boy looked so much like a corpse that many said, he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him to his feet and he stood up. And after Jesus had gone indoors, his disciples asked him privately, why couldn't we do that? Why couldn't we drive out that spirit? And Jesus said, he replied, this kind can only come out by prayer. And some other translations will say prayer and fasting. And have you ever really wanted to believe something, but you can't, for whatever reason. And I love the story, because the dad, he's wanting to believe, but he can't. And I was thinking, man, you know what? What would it be like in his shoes? What would it be like living a life like that, where you're constantly on edge of of being aware of what your son is doing or not doing, constantly worrying about him, constantly having to save him from a fire, nursing his burns, 
resuscitating him from, from a drowning, what, what, whatever that is, taking him to the doctors and the physicians of the time, taking him to the religious leaders for prayer, being accused of things that you've done as a parent or not done as a parent. Like, this, like the list can go on and on. You know, taking him to the disciples and, you know, these are powerful men that are proven, but they still can't do it. And then you've paid money for phys- physicians and you've emptied your bank account so that you can, you can save your son, but you can't. And that's... That's, that wrecks your family. Because the, don't be deceived, that spirit, it comes to kill, steal, and destroy. That's what Satan is all about. It's wrecked my family, it's wrecked my marriage, it's wrecked my relationships around me, my friends have left me because of assumptions. And here I am with you, Jesus, and you want me to believe? I can't see my notes. <laughs> too much tears in my eyes. Uh, and the spirit of belief. I've believed, Jesus. And all it leaves me with is unfulfilled hopes. Unfulfilled expectations. I've believed. I've believed in the church. I've believed about leadership. I've believed about people getting saved. I've believed those things. I've even been part of it. And now I'm not because people have let me down. I've believed. And, that, and, I, and I say that honestly, truthfully, as part of my life. But the sun still shines when it's raining. He's always good. And believing, you know what? Believing, the reason why believe is so hard, because believing is dangerous. Because you put your heart out on the line. You put it out before God, who is faithful and just and never lets us down. But there's things that I don't understand that happen because I want people to be saved. I don't want friends or family to die, but they do. And... I still have to trust God. I still have to believe in Him. I still have to trust that His way is the best way. I have to believe that there is eternity, that this is like a breath. This is it's like a flower that fades and is gone. It's like the grass that withers in the sun, you know, that, that it's just a short time. And then we're with Him in eternity. Before you know it, we're standing before the Lord. It's a short time. If you're over 45, it's a short time. You know. If you've got five kids, you know it's a short time. But believing is dangerous because it puts the outcome in God's hands. And he is God and we can't always understand him. But Jesus still encourages us to believe. He's, he says, you know, he commends a soldier, a centurion. He says, bro, out of all of Israel, you have the greatest faith because you believe. He loves it. And it's actually how we're saved, by believing and confessing with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. So your salvation... 
I could say, is based on the words that you speak, which are unseen. And you can turn to the person next to you and say, mate, you ain't seen nothing yet. And if you want a little bit of um, Greek, because we talked about Greek earlier, Greek word for believe is pistis, which is easy to remember. (laughs) Which means to have faith, to have credit by implication, or to entrust. And so it's Strong's 4100, if you want to look it up. Um, But it's not belief in our own strength, it's belief in trust in God, right? And so there's three basic ingredients that we see in the story, and I'm going to finish, so I'll get the band up. I did say, however, I might need to finish with the story, because I did say we have like a pre-online thing. Has anyone get the notification on YouTube? Make sure you subscribe and put the notification on, because it went live at 9.30, and so I'm like throwing on my new giwas, and the phone goes, and I'm like, oh, it's peak live. Peaks live, and I'm like, I'm not even there yet. <laughs> so I'm like, Dook. tap on the notification, and then there's Jordan and, Jordan and Georgia are there, and they're like just having some discussions with people, and I'm like, Jordan? Jordan, yeah. Like, Bragelina, Jordan, yeah. And so, so they're having a conversation, and I'm like, oh man, this is really awesome. And, and it was great. So, we're there. I don't know what I was going to say about that. Interrupt me, babe, again. <laughs> oh, I did. I did say on the online, that pre-online thing. So we do a pre-online thing where we kind of like interview people, just talk, you know, for the online people who can't be here, so they get to know people and things like that. And you guys do a great job. I love it. And so they, if you're speaking, then you go on there. Pastor Jack, you were on there last week. Hey, they ask you some questions. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this, doing that, speaking about the Lord and the Bible. And you're like, yeah. And, then, and so I, I do the same. And I did say I was going to tell a story about my family, and I even got photos, so I'll, I will do that. Maybe we'll jump to the story now. That's a good idea. But I did, I did want to say that there are three basic ingredients in that story was belief and prayer and fasting. And if you drew a circle around those things, the code or the operating system for those would be the Word of God, would be the Bible. And uh, these are three ingredients that make something happen. I mean, there might be other ingredients as well. Desire, want, need could be another. But you can add to more to that to start with. Uh, so I just want to finish on the story. And uh, it's about... Uh, oldest daughter, starts with our oldest daughter, Adana, and she is year four, I think year four, year five, year four, we, we changed schools, so we moved into, from Flaxmere into Hastings, and uh, we started going for a different school, and with the kids, and we, it was cross country day, everyone loves cross country day, and uh, we went to cross country, because we turn up as the parents. And the other cross countries we'd been to were very, like, walking, just walking the cross country. And I'm like, where are the runners, you know? Like, and so that was kind of what we were used to, right? And then we come to the new school, 
and it's all on. The parents are there, and they're like, go, go, you know, get there, yeah, you know, and the kids are running, and they're trying, like, like you have to win, and so I was just like, oh, yeah, this is, this is more like it, you know, cool, and my daughter's like, she's like, uh, okay, and so she kind of finished middle of the pack, and we were, you know, that night at home, you know, as you go into the room, and you're like, you pray for them, and you have those, like, those little conversations that they want to talk to you about before bed. It's like, oh, Dad, you know, this, this, and that. And so we were talking about the cross-country, and, uh, you know, Ariana's, like, she's, she's, wouldn't be like, she's fit, right? But she's not, like, super athletic. And so she's, and so she, we're talking about it, and I said to her, you know what? Uh, so she finished middle of the pack, and I said, you know what? If you want to, you can win it. And she's like, hey, why? I said, because you're fit. You have like a runner's build. You've got big, long legs. And I said, and if you want to, you can win it. Anyway, so next year comes around, and she runs the, the race, and she wins it for her school. So she goes to the inter-school cross-country, and she does well in that and runs that as well. And so because of that, the other kids decide, well, they should win it too. <laughs> and so Hannah is like, yeah, I'm going to win. Hannah's our next one down. Uh, shout out to you, Hannah. And, and, um, and so Hannah's like, yeah, I'm going to win this. And she's a, she's a gymnast, so good things come in small packages, you know. And so she's, she's, and so she runs. She comes dead last, right? I had to run with her. You know, I was that parent. I was that parent. Like, come on, guys. Give me, like, you should get a, a round of applause for that. And so I ran with her to get her across the line. Oh, we've got some, yeah. Just kind of hurrying me up. I know you guys back there are hurrying me up, Pearl. I see you. She's like, oh, I haven't seen these photos for ages, eh? Because you went there south to that school. And uh, so, these, so then the kids decide that, uh, so Hannah come dead last. And then the next year, okay, stop playing the photos now. Just, just leave it on that one for now. Okay. Focus, people. So Hannah's come dead last. But next year, do you know what she believes? She believed that her sister could win, so she believed that, she could win, but now that belief had really become hers. And she ran the race, and she won. And she kept winning, winning, and winning, and winning, year after year. Atalia, the same thing. Joseph, the same thing. That's Faith, the youngest, at the inter-school cross-country, her first race for inter-school cross-country, and comes first. Why? Because they believe they can do it. So when you sow the seed of belief, it grows. And I'm thinking about children and young people, and this has been a theme this morning, that, that what, you, what you sow into them as a parent, what you teach them to believe is what they will believe. Because they are hungry, they are sponges. And you can see the photos, you can flick back through them if you like, Pearl. So there's Hannah at the, the inter-school cross-country, she came third there. She actually fell off her box. <laughs> There's jo Jojo, he came third. Joseph actually won the Hawke's Bay Interschool cross-country. 
as well. What year was that, son? Year eight, was it? I think. Year eight. Yeah, what else we got? Keep playing that guitar. Yes, sounds really good. And there we are there. So there's a, a first, third, a third, and a third there as well. So they always, always finish top three. That was the end of school cross country. Yeah. And so it became a thing at the school. Ah, oh, you're going to have to beat this Thompsons. Ah, oh, you're never going to win, you know? Like, that's what parents would say to their kids, you know? It's like, oh, don't be so hard on them. You know, they still have a chance, but my kids just believe that they can. You need to believe that you can. And all it took was me to believe in Ariana and then the flow-on effect. We would have conversations. Why don't you stand up? We would have, we would have conversations around the dinner table about strategy for running. You know, it became a thing. Leading up, even leading up, the kids would start training to make sure that they won. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was a, it's a big thing in our house. And so... When you sow seeds of true belief, belief, <laughs> when you sow seeds of true belief, it keeps on growing. And I'm thinking about that you ain't seen nothing yet is a challenging statement. Smith Wigglesworth said, there is nothing impossible with God. All the impossibility is with us when we measure God by the limitations of our unbelief. And he says, I'm not moved by what I see. I'm only moved by what I believe. And Jesus said, everything is possible for one who believes. So let's pray. Let's close our eyes. Lord, we just thank you for today. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for your word. Lord, that it's, it's challenging for us sometimes, Lord. And we can't always understand what you do. But Lord, we, we once again put our trust in you. We put our hope in you. We put our belief in you. I just pray for people right now who, are, who might be struggling. They might think, man, I, just, I don't know if I can do that again. I don't know if my heart will cope with that. I just pray right now, Holy Spirit, you'd come upon them. Lord, you'd bring healing in their heart. Lord, that there wouldn't even be a mark left, Lord, or any scarring, Lord. You do a work in their heart, Lord. You'd begin to take them on the journey again, Lord, the journey of faith, Lord, that you have for them. In Jesus' name. And... Amen. And if you're, if you're wanting to go on that journey of faith today, if you don't know who Jesus is, we're just going to take a minute right now just to pray, pray a prayer and invite him into your life. And that's, that's what you, this is, this is believing. This is believing in God by saying, God, I believe in you. If you don't know Jesus and you want to know him, then this is, this is the starting point for you right now. So let's, let's all pray together. Let's pray this prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, Thank you for leading me here today. Thank you for the price you paid for me by dying on the cross. I believe in my heart that you are Lord and that you died and rose again. Forgive me of my sin. Thank you I'm made right with you today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So good. If you, uh, if you said that today, then... I'm like, I'm like amped for you, stoked as, and I'd love to meet you uh, down here. So if you want to come up after and just say, hey man, I said that prayer, invited Jesus into my heart, then uh, yeah, just come up here. I'll hand it over to you, Jay, and you do 
You do you, bro. <laughs> awesome. We're going to finish on, um, I think, God, oh, that's awesome. Great message. here we just want to thank you so much for watching and joining in with us today but we would love to hear from you yes and to do that you can scan the qr code that is right there somewhere and you can click on the link in the chat and we'd love to hear from you and thank you for joining us we'd love to see you next week Ooh. bye <laughs>